0: Phone ringing for the work They waiting on me like the 15 and the first I'm killing competition, put them bitches in the hearse Been diagnosed with a sick flow, with a nurse yeah, Do it for the city, but the hood getting turned With the money going around like an offer in the church Shit, yeah, this shit was a race, promise I'ma finish first Taking shots from my spot Got me leaning like I'm Dirk in the playoff Bitch, I want that Mark Cuban payoff Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Bubble of Sports Podcast this is episode sixty-seven, seven of the podcast. I mean, this is what, like, the twenty-seventh episode this week. I've lost count. I've lost a lot of count on uh, the episodes. But uh, no, in reality, we're we're reaching the fourth episode of the week. Which in reality, that's more than fifty percent of the week every day. Look at the content that we're bringing to the table, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, appreciate all the love, all the support once again, uh, and like always, you can always support the podcast on anchor.fm slash Uh You can support it, subscribe to it each month, or just leave a donation. You can do either or, that will be much obliged in my eyes. So, this episode is going to be dedicated to the preview of Sunday Night Football's game, Cowboys versus the Saints in New Orleans, in the Dome, and am I excited for this game, man, like, like, these first three games this year, going into week one, you know, football's back, that's the excitement, but I wasn't really excited just about the Giants game itself, Um, week two against the Redskins, more of the same, it's a divisional game, but they should win that, they should be fine, but nothing too exciting there either. And then the Miami Dolphins game, you know, you just want to be optimistic that they don't um shit the bed, really. Uh and which they didn't, but it wasn't a very defining win for the Dallas Cowboys that I think they needed, especially going into this week against the Saints. So this is really the first week of the season where the Cowboys really have to prove themselves. I think they should have done this earlier. They they should have had better performances against the Redskins, against the Miami Dolphins. The week 1 win was phenomenal. I'm I'm going to say that 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 has been their best performance by far this year. Just based on overall talent, overall performance from each individual player, I think they hit on all cylinders that week. And then from that point on, you can say this guy didn't have a good game. This position just didn't have a good quarter didn't have a good half you can go into much detail about that but for me what i wanted to see at a dolphins game was not a slow start time of possession really control the ball and and not allow josh rosen and the miami dolphins to get any momentum going which they did allow them to do in the first half and they came up flat. I mean, they looked cocky. They really did. And it wasn't until that reality check of going to the half only up, what, four points? And saying, well, this is not going to be as easy as we thought. So let's go out there, settle in, and just drive the ball home. Let's let's give the fans some points on the board. And let's, let's not give up points, which they gave up none in that second half. Overall, though, I didn't think that that was a decisive, very powerful win for the Cowboys. So... To get momentum going into this week was good, but it could have been tremendously better. Um, so we'll get more into my expectations about the game on Sunday night. But as always, to preview the week's game, we're gonna talk about the uh, injury report, and this more than likely official. This is from the report on Friday. Uh, but the Cowboys. Let's start off with them because they have a lot of a lot of concern on their end of the injury list. So first of all, the guys that are out for this week, Tyron Crawford, he continues to be out with the hip injury. Um, Antoine Woods, who is another inside defensive lineman, he's out with a knee injury. So you're talking about your two best guys inside that are no longer there. What you saw in the Miami Dolphins game was more Christian Cummington, more of uh, Tyrese Hill, the gentleman, the rookie, out of UCF who I think played very well. There's a lot of optimism and a lot of great comments coming out of the coaching staff for the Cowboys on Hill himself. Um, So he'll take a lot more of the snaps. Along with that, Michael Gallup will be out for this game as well with his knee injury. He looks to be back in a week or so. Uh, Tavon Austin will be a full participant in practice this whole week. And he looks to be ready to go. Let's see how much they use him throughout the game. But he's a big part to bring back, especially for this game, which I'll mention later. Amari Cooper, there was a lot of concern about his ankle. Limited participation throughout the week, even on Friday. But he looks good to go. The MRI was negative, so that's a positive for the Cowboys. Kayvon Frazier, one of their safeties, limited participation with an Achilles injury. That's basically their third guy at the moment along with Jeff Heath and Darian Thompson. Kayvon Frazier, to me, has a lot more upside than Jeff Heath. He just hasn't found the field a lot more, but he was on the field for the Miami Dolphins game, and he did well. I think he made some big plays, and the fact that he's injured, that ruins the depth that the Cowboys have. That is already pretty banged up at that position. Along with that, Zach Martin is a limited participant with his back. I think this is just precautionary things. It's nothing serious. It's been bothering him ever since the offseason, and he's just getting back into the groove. I think he'll be fine. It may nag him a little bit, but that's football. Xavier Woods, which is the most surprising coming out of this week, is a full participant throughout the week. And even with the ankle injury, the high sprain that he had in last week's game, or last week's game, um, he looks to be ready to go even though the initial report said four to six weeks but here he is all, like a week and a half after he initially got that injury and he's good to go let's see how much they use him uh, at that position sean lee full participant with a knee injury i mean he usually takes friday's off as just precautionary things sean lee he's had some injuries in the past we all know this so i think this is just more of a precautionary thing um so then we move on to the saints Um, and we talk about the wide receiver Traquan Smith out with an ankle injury so there's limited depth at their position for uh, either Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill to throw to Drew Brees obviously will be out with a thumb injury he's recovering from that from that surgery Cameron Jordan was a full participant not really clear on what the injury was but he looks to be ready to go throughout the week. He was fine. Jared Cook as well. Undisclosed injury, really full participant though. Th- uh, Thomas Morstead, the, the punter, uh, he's a full participant. He had an illness earlier in the week, but he's good. And the defensive tackle, Sheldon Rankins, is questionable with an Achilles injury. And that's probably the biggest one that I say, other than the Drew Brees injury, that, way, that may impact the Saints this weekend. Is the fact that you're gonna you're gonna have a offense, especially on the road for the Cowboys, that is gonna focus heavily on running the ball to take away that time of possession from the Saints' offense to just get the ball rolling. They've done it so many times in these last couple weeks where they just settle in offensively, get that offensive line comfortable, and Zeke just finds the gaps along with Tony Pollard. They've done an amazing job so far of finding those gaps, finding those holes, and shooting up the field phenomenal job out of those guys so far and I don't even think we've touched the surface of what those two guys can do offensively for the Cowboys so to not have a, a talented guy like Rankins inside it's it's going to limit you because you're going to have your second guy your third guy on the depth chart now having to not only get through either Travis Frederick Zach Martin or Connor Williams but if you beat that somehow well, you're going to have Ezekiel Elliott running you down or Pollard speeding away from you. So it's going to be a lot to handle if Rankins is out for this game. It's not official yet, but it's going to be, make it a lot more difficult and a lot more pressure on the edge rushers like Cameron Jordan to get pressure on Dak Prescott and then stop the running game with Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard So those are going to be the injuries. This injury report itself um, – Really, the Saints have a favorable win in the injury column because uh, the Cowboys, Xavier Woods is a great thing to have back, but you just want to be careful with him because a high ankle sprain that was supposed to take four to six weeks and he's back after just one week, that's a little concerning for me. I don't know how much they'll use him, but they definitely need it at the safety position. Uh, Amari Cooper. Now, man, I, I the grit on Amari Cooper, the athleticism, and the what, the, what he brings to this team is tremendous and, and something that the Cowboys have not had for a very long time at that position. I'm just worried that this has been nagging him for so many weeks. I mean, we're going into the early stages of the preseason where this ankle injury has been tested so much and it's negative every single time. But if it keeps bothering him, you don't want to force it. You don't want to really stress that injury out. To the point where he's out for a month or two and you really have to rely on the other guys like Michael Gallup when he comes back, which is not now, but later. Um, also, Randall Cobb. You don't want to make him the first uh, first guy on the depth chart right now because I, I feel like he just fits so well at that second and third spot where he doesn't get double teamed every time. Where he doesn't have the main corner guarding him. So Randall Cobb has done a tremendous job and flourished in this offense just because of the fact that in Green Bay, he was the second guy every single time. And if Devontae Adams was injured and when he was healthy, Randall Cobb was the main guy and he would get double teamed or get the best corner that they offered. Here, you're talking about the third best guy covering Randall Cobb and that's dangerous football to play against an offense like the Cowboys that is just so deep at that position. So... You just got to be careful with Amari Cooper because I'm going to trust that he's going to play no matter what. I mean, this guy is truly a, a fighter. I mean, he's proven himself ever since he left Oakland to say, I deserve a big contract and not only that, I deserve to be the number one guy in a team that, that will play well. And he's done that so far in Dallas. Let's just see where that injury takes him because if that's nagging him throughout this game, that's got to come out with the other guys, that's got to come out with Randall Cobb, with Tavon Austin, or or even Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson, these guys got to step up if Amari Cooper is having those issues, and he's got to make that vocal, I I, I know that Amari Cooper is probably not going to say to the coach, say to his players, like, hey guys, this, this injury is just bothering me a lot, so I'm going to limit like what I can do, it's limited what I can do, really, he's got to be vocal about it, he's just He's got to be open with the coaches, and then they got to work alongside that. I think Kellen Moore can work with that and adapt to it, which he's done very well this season. So key points that I want to mention about this game. It's in New Orleans, and I know that it's a hostile environment. It is a tough place to play in that Superdome. But look how much of that distance and how much of a drive it is from New Orleans to Dallas. It's not a, It's not a hard drive. It's not a hard flight. And you've already seen on social media that there's a lot of Cowboys fans in New Orleans right now. I mean, they're going down Bourbon Street, they're making noise, they're making themselves apparent and vocal. So this is not really a home home field advantage game for the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, the New Orleans Saints fans are going to be loud, but what you've seen out of the Cowboys season so far, and you can say this every year, but the Washington Redskins game is a good example of it. Just because of the fact that it, it was in Washington, but you just felt that it was a home game for the Cowboys. There were so many more fans cheering or just louder fans for the Dallas Cowboys than there were for the Washington Redskins. And really, toward the end part of that game, all those Redskins fans left and you just felt that it was just Cowboys fans all the way around. It's America's team. So if they can travel to Washington... Or they're just there. There's a fan base in Washington. What makes you think that there's not one in New Orleans that's very close to Texas? And the drive is only a few hours. Or the flight's only like an hour or two. So why wouldn't Cowboys fans make the trip? They're going to make the trip and they're going to be loud. They've made it before in bigger situations and bigger crowds. So what makes you think that it's not going to be as strong of an impact for the Cowboys if it's in New Orleans? Another thing. This is more of a negative toward the Dallas Cowboys. They have not faced a legitimate running back presence since week one with Saquon Barkley. And they gave up over 100 yards against Saquon Barkley. Well, now, this week, not only do you have to worry about one guy, but you really have to worry about two. You got to worry about Alvin Kamara, obviously, one of the best running backs in the league. But then you also have to worry about Latavius Murray, who I think did great in Minnesota. And it's just... Not his team. They have Dalvin Cook. They're okay at that position. So for him to go to the New Orleans Saints, what a great pickup by Sean Payne in this organization. I, I think Murray is a great combo alongside Kamara, who is much like what Mark Ingram was last year. Murray is athletic. He can be physical. While Kamara can just do everything else as far as receiving, blocking, and running. Murray's just more of that running back presence that can also block but a, a good tandem to have if you're Sean Payton in this offense, especially with Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill at the helm. Uh, along with that, um, well, before I get into that, I will say just because of the fact that the presence that the Cowboys have not faced in the last couple weeks with Darius Geis out against the Redskins, they really only had to worry about Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson. They did a great job of stopping them, especially later on in that game. And last week, Kenny and Drake uh, he was getting it going, but I think once that fumble happened, that turned the tide in that game, it was, he was gone. Like, he just never showed up again. There was no running game for the rest of the game for the Miami Dolphins. So really, since week one, there's not been a powerhouse running back that the Cowboys have had to face. Well, now they got to face really two of them. So that's a real big key to determining this game. Moreover, now we'll get into these matchups that I just want to get into because I think These are going to be great to watch. I'm so excited to watch this. So the first matchup that I want to watch, and obviously it's the wide receivers, to corners, because both of these offenses are high octane. They're very talented, especially at the wide receiver position. But they also have great corners that will match up well against each other. The first one is obviously Eli Apple versus Amari Cooper. Eli Apple, I think he was a great talent coming out of Ohio State. He didn't perform at the level that everyone expected him to be. In New York with the Giants and overall it was just a bad bad defense that was super talented but never reached their full potential in New York for him to move on and go to New Orleans was a great option for him and like I mentioned earlier Amari Cooper with that ankle injury let's see if he's 100% Eli Apple is a great corner Amari Cooper if he did a one-on-one I think Amari Cooper 100% would beat him more than half the time, he has great route running. He makes the most out of any play. He gets open as much as possible. He makes big plays, extends plays. But the injury is going to be the biggest part of this. So, where I think it balances it out, the, this matchup, to the point where Cooper's not going to have a 100 plus receiving yard game. Uh, alongside that, when you talk about the number two option, Marshawn Lattimore versus Randall Cobb. And I just had my nephew walk in. Hi, buddy. How you doing? Great. All right, I'm going to keep talking. You, you do you, Chief. All right, Marshawn Lattimore versus Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is the second man in the step chart right now. Marshawn Lattimore had a tremendous rookie year, but ever since then has never reached that potential again. Um, and Randall Cobb has had a great year so far with the Dallas Cowboys. So for me, that's going to be the most important matchup to watch. I mean, you're going to talk about how they're going to eliminate Cooper from that deep threat, and then it's really up to Randall Cobb to either be the guy in the slot or on the outside and see if he can take advantage of Marshawn Lattimore on either side of the field. I think that three-bunch wide receiver formation for the Cowboys will be used effectively in this game, and pretty often, really. I think if you're Kellen Moore, you're going to use this three-bunch formation that... The Saints have film on and they have tape on. But you can still do many things as far as the routes go. Cooper's going to be limited a little bit. Uh, I think it's really up to Randall Cobb to be the main guy here. And maybe with, with the matchups that are going on, see what you can do with Jason Wynn in this game or Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin struggled against the Miami Dolphins. So let's see what those tight ends can do. Not only just be the old reliable guys that can get you five yards for a first down. But let's see what Blake Jarwin can do because he can find that big play down the field. He missed a couple of them last week against Miami, but let's see what he can do this week. I I think Blake Jarwin's kind of that silent dark horse for this offense that can do big things now with the matchups going on with the wide receivers. Lastly is the matchup on the other side. Uh, Not Michael Thomas against Byron Jones, which believe me is going to be a key thing to watch the whole game but I don't think that it'll be impactful like this matchup will be. It's Chidobe Wujie and Ted Ginn Jr. Now, Chidobe Wujie, the only reason why I think this is going to be big in this game is the fact that he struggled last week, and it was apparent. He really struggled against a 6'5", Preston Williams, who had a big first half, but after that, they took care of it. I still think he struggled throughout that game, though, and it just wasn't Chidobe's type of of game i i expect a lot more out of him especially a young guy that just performed very early in his career so byron jones will take care of michael thomas it'll be fun to watch but it's the other matchup with ted ginn who's a deep threat down the field he's a lengthier guy well Chadobi struggled against a lengthier guy Uh, in Preston Williams so let's see how he recovers from that and if Ted Ginn could get down the field he can take advantage of a weakened uh, safety position with Xavier Woods Jeff Heath and um, Darian Thompson so Ted Ginn down the field is what Teddy Bridgewater will focus on this week I really think so and he really should because Michael Thomas is going against one of the best corners in the league in Byron Jones so You eliminate the biggest factor, much like you're eliminating Mark Cooper. So, Chidobie Wugier, you got to step up this week. You really do. The last two players I want to focus on and are key individuals that you should look at during this game, first of all, is Tavon Austin. Now, we talked about the matchups with Cooper and Randall Cobb. So, where does that leave Tavon Austin? Well, now he's got to go against one of their third corners, or even a linebacker if they match him up well in the slot. Well, Tavon Austin's healthy, and when he's healthy, Dak Prescott loves to take a threat or take a shot down the field with Tavon Austin. They did it somewhat last year. Tavon Austin's just been dealing with a lot of injuries. This is a concussion concussion protocol, so he's passed all the, the tests. He looks to be ready to go. They'll probably put him on a pitch count for this week just because they want to be safe, and he's a smaller guy, obviously. But, now... I think Tavon Austin with those two main guys above him in the depth chart now taken care of by the Saints' two best corners, there's a huge drop off in quality from the number two to number three corner for the Saints. So Tavon Austin could take full advantage of this matchup or of this defense because if you just send him on a deep route and he uses his speed, which he's never lost ever since he's gone from the Rams to the Cowboys if they can find that relationship early, if they can take a shot deep down the field early in this game and really silence this crowd, I think Tavon Austin might be the wide receiver to watch here. I love Cooper. I love Cobb. But really, I can see Tavon Austin having a 100-plus yard game and one or two touchdowns just just by taking a shot downfield on a play-action play for Dak Prescott as soon as you establish the running game. And... He's not going against a Marshawn Lattimore. He's not going against an Eli Apple. He's going against maybe an A.J. Klein linebacker or in, in reality the third best corner for the Saints who really probably doesn't have the speed to cover on Austin. So that's a matchup to watch. That's the guy you got to watch on that Dallas offense. Lastly, Robert Quinn. What I saw out of Robert Quinn last week against Miami Dolphins was he was beating his man on the left side, consistently. I mean, every single play that was passing, Josh Rosen was somewhat disrupted or was close to it being disrupted by Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn, I mean, his first game back since he was suspended for the first two games, I mean, he was explosive. So imagine giving him another week to really get his timing right against a pretty good Saints offensive line But you really got to step up because those edge rushers are what is going to be very important in this game because you have Demarcus Lawrence and you have Robert Quinn that are going to have to take care of pressuring the quarterback because that inside presence is just not all there. You got to focus on Hill. You got to focus on Covington, but they're not to the same ability that Quinn and Lawrence are. So Robert Quinn, if he can get the timing right that just wasn't there exactly in the Miami game, I honestly see him having multiple sacks. The thing about the the defensive line for the Dallas Cowboys was they got frustrated in the Miami game. And it was apparent. Like, it was very apparent in, in, in their body language. So, this week, they really got to still prove themselves. Like I mentioned in NFC predictions yesterday was the fact that the Cowboys' defense has been more of the lackluster presence on this team when you take a look at how far they went last year in 2018 i mean their whole season especially later on in the season and we'll talk about the saints game specifically is the fact that that defense won them football games they did not have to throw for four touchdowns or zeke even have to find the end zone more than once because their defense did not give up points this year they've had the The pleasure of playing teams that won't score a lot of points but even then i felt that the the defense just hasn't been all there like it was last year and with the amount of turnovers that the cowboys have not made or lack thereof it's very very important to get pressure on the quarterback to get pressure and make teddy bridgewater or Taysom hill uncomfortable in the pocket and with your edge rushers That's going to be the most important thing coming out of this offensive line to defensive line battle. And that gives less pressure that takes weight off the shoulders of Hill and of Covington. So if they pressure, they have more than enough time to do that because Lawrence and Quinn are just jumping off the line and getting to the quarterback quickly. So don't allow Teddy Bridgewater to use his legs here. You just can't get frustrated. If you're going to get frustrated, that's going to be easy for the offense to say, man, they are not themselves right now. Let's take full advantage of this. And let's take shots down the field because we have time to throw. The Cowboys really, I mean really, got to step up on that front seven, which they haven't done all year long. And going into that, I'll talk more about that. Just to mention the over-under in this game is 47 points. Now, we've reached the point of the podcast where I give my expectation, my prediction on this game, and I'm going to tell you, you should take the under in this game. I mean, I will be shocked if they score more than 47 points in this game. In last year's matchup, it was in AT&T Stadium late in November, and a defensive struggle all the way around. It was the Dallas Cowboys winning 13-10 on a late interception, and it was fun to watch. It was a chess chess game but that was the game really that you said that defense can win a super bowl that defense could get them far into the playoffs in the end it was the determining factor in them losing against the rams like their defense just did not show up but that game specifically against the saints you could say lane vanderish and jalen smith are two of the best linebackers and they're the best core in the nfl and that front seven is just undeniably top five if not top three in the league they were up there they deserve to be up there they limited Kamara to only 36 yards rushing the Cowboys did cause a turnover late in that game but they actually lost that turnover battle because the Cowboys had two fumbles in that game but limiting the Saints offense to 10 points with Drew Brees with Kamara with Michael Thomas that's a phenomenal job by that defense that's a Super Bowl type of performance And it only helped the offense because the time of possession was heavily in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it was like 23 to 36 minutes in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. So you allowed that defense to rest. You allowed them to get a breather and only go at the Saints even harder, especially late in that game. You should expect that in this game. Now it's on the road, so it's a little bit harder for communication on both sides of the ball, but you got to limit Kamara. I don't think they're going to limit him to 36 yards and no touchdowns because Kamara had a great performance against the Seahawks. But what you got to do, and this is very, very important because this is going to focus on Jalen Smith and Lane Vanderish, is that if you, can, if you can limit Kamara to a really weak running game along with Murray, but then... What you've done all year long, but I want you to be stronger in this, is to just allow checkdowns, allow like maybe a two- to three-yard gain just by Kamara going on the outside or maybe going up the middle and then curl back and, and come back to Teddy Bridgewater because that's what the, the Saints love to do. They love to use Kamara in that type of offense. If they don't see what they like down the field, Kamara can get an easy five yards and maybe extend the play because he's just that talented. That's what Lane Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith really have to do. And I think Jalen Smith versus Alvin Kamara or even Lane Van because he can pick up speed as well, is you just got to keep up with those guys. You got to keep up with Murray or Kamara. It is really up to that front seven because that defensive line has to get pressure on Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill. Since they're using a dynamic of two quarterbacks, they're going to run some wildcat. They're going to run some read option. And I don't think the Cowboys have been able to see that all year long. They've had traditional quarterbacks so far. Eli Manning, Case Keenum, and Josh Rosen. These guys don't use their legs like Taysom or Teddy do. So it's something you haven't seen all year long. When you take a look at the film and you take a look at the tape, Lane Vanderish and Jalen Smith over those last two years have done a phenomenal job of covering read option plays of controlling and containing a rushing quarterback they've done great things about that it's just this year they're kind of lackluster in their performances they they show glimpses of speed they show glimpses of grit but a consistent performance is what i want to see out of this front seven obviously you want the corners to cover their men and you want the safety help to be there it's the the pressure that you're going to have to bring to this quarterback to Teddy or to Taysom that I don't think has been even like 50% of what it can be for the Cowboys. So my expectations for this game. I am tired of seeing these Cowboys start slow. They have done it every single week. You can get away with that against a Giants team versus a Redskins team and definitely against a Miami team. They showed they showed fight they showed hustle but it was just overall talent by the Cowboys that got them through to the end these teams kept up with them in the first half especially the Miami Dolphins the Dolphins were the better team in the first half if you want to go on the road especially in New Orleans even with all the Cowboys fans there and you say hey even if we start slow we'll finish strong Jason Garrett that is not the mentality that you should have in this game I want Chris Richard to be yelling at these guys from the very first play defensively. And I want Kellen Moore to take a shot early in this game. And if that works, go at it on the first drive. If not, if it doesn't work out for you, focus on time of possession. If you can get this offense on 36 minutes and on the saints to 23 minutes offensively, you win this football game. You definitely win this football game. Now, if the Cowboys start slow and they say, Hey, through a quarter and a half, we've only scored one touchdown or maybe a field goal, and we're just kind of going through the motions, see what we can do, and maybe the second half will we'll step up because we see the adjustments that we have to make, you are going to lose this football game. And if you especially if you can't get pressure on the quarterback. Cause Teddy Bridgewater, to me, is a guy that is underrated in this league. And Taysom Hill, the, the amount of praise that Sean Payne this organization gives to him, it's it's a weakness for the Cowboys. If if the if Lane Vanderish and Jalen Smith do not do a great job of containing either Kamara or either one of these quarterbacks, these these types of games will determine the Cowboys season. Cause this is the biggest matchup so far of the year. And I've said in previous games, if if you can be dominant like the Patriots were against the Miami Dolphins, as far as turning the ball over, as far as giving no room for error to these quarterbacks, then you do not lose many football games in the NFL. And when you take a look at that talent that you have at that defensive line and basically that front seven, it is one of the best in the NFL. Now prove it to me because you have not proven it through the first 3 weeks of the football season. You have given me, oh yeah, that was a great play. I mean DeMarcus Lawrence great job. You did the spin move, you got to the quarterback. That was first of two sacks of the game. You should have more than 2 or 3 sacks in a game. You should have 6 or 7. Especially against a team like the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be a lot harder this week against the Saints. You cannot tell me though that A guy like Robert Quinn, a guy like Demarcus Lawrence, either side of the edge can find success in this game. They should have two or three sacks individually, really. And I know they lost a turnover battle last year. And this is the biggest concern I have for the Cowboys this whole season going forth. If they cannot turn or create turnovers... They are not going far into these playoffs. They could not turn the ball over against the Rams. Even in their losses last year, they did not turn the ball over, create turnovers, I should say. If they can do that and make Teddy Bridgewater make really shaky throws, shaky decisions, and make him feel cluttered in that pocket to either fumble the ball or... Or interception. Get an interception, man. This, this secondary has not caused an interception all year long. That is ridiculous when you think of Byron Jones as a top five corner and Chadobe Wujie really in the top 15. It's the safety help that needs to be there because Jeff Heath has missed two interceptions in two games. Once against the Redskins, once against the Dolphins. You need to step up. You need to read the ball and just be smarter. you got to have a higher IQ during the game. If you can get one or two interceptions, the turn, like the, all have the turntables in this game, that's the type of moment that you'll have. Because if the Cowboys just get hot boys going, if they get that swagger and they create turnovers, there's no way they're losing this football game. But once again, it's it's a big if because they have not proven it this entire year. So what do I predict for this game? I predict that the Cowboys will start slow. I pre- I I see it coming. I see it happening. Because I don't expect them to get a deep, um, deep shot down the field early on. They're going to play their brand. They're going to play their type of offense, which is run through Zeke first, play action, and we'll see what goes from there. And most of the time, it's going to work. But, I expect them to do it again where they just start to settle in. They say, all right, we're getting comfortable now. Let's have a good drive. Let's see where we can put some points on the board. And I really expect this to be a low-scoring game. I don't expect it to be as low as 13-10. to Man, the, the way that the Cowboys are finishing these games, if you can do that against the Saints, props to you. I don't think that's how you should look at it because you should not start the game really slow. Ah man, it's tough. I, I have, I don't want to say a bad feeling about this game, but it it can be very very easy for this team to lose control of this football game early on, and to not bounce back like they've had against the Redskins or the Dolphins. They're a better football team. They really are. I mean, Drew Brees being in this game, the, I, I would still say the Cowboys are the favorites. Even then, I'd say that that only puts more pressure on the Cowboys. I, I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna go off the barrel here. I, I I will say that the Cowboys should win this football game seventeen to or t- twenty to 7, seventeen in a low scoring defensive battle early on, and then they just win a, get a couple of points later on. But it I, I can say that. I won't be surprised if it's 20-17 to 17 in favor of the Saints. I'm just going to say that. The Saints got a huge win against the Seattle Seahawks on the road. It has been three weeks since they've been home in New Orleans. They've had to travel to LA. They've had to travel to Seattle. to hostile environments with playoff teams. To go back home, the crowd's going to be rowdy. Both sides, Dallas or New Orleans fans. It's going to be loud no matter what side of the ball you're on. If the Cowboys start slow and they do not get pressure on the quarterback, if they don't create turnovers, they do not win this football game. They do not. If the Cowboys have a zero or the Saints have a zero on the turnovers column, I guarantee you the Saints win this football game. I'm really not going to try to be biased here. So it's either going to be 20 to 17. That's going to be the score 20 to 17. It is a toss up to me who wins this football game and who gets that 20 points. Right now, in the moment, I'm picking the Saints. I'm sorry. I'm going to do it because up to this point, can you say that the Cowboys have played anyone that is a threat in their conference? No. Or or just in NFL, just in the NFL. No. They've had 3 weeks to prepare for this. And if if this was last week and it was the Giants game where they came out and just blew apart the New York Giants I would have said without a doubt the Cowboys are scoring 30 plus they're dominating this football game without Drew Brees and they're going to get pressure on the quarterback they're going to look phenomenal on defense but that was week one ever every week since then they have shown kinks in their armor that have proven to me that their mentality is not all there yet and maybe just maybe this is the best thing that could happen for the Cowboys is this loss is once you play the Saints you go against the Packers and then the week after that you go against the Eagles in your first divisional matchup against them so how about you say well we couldn't get to the quarterback we can create turnovers and our offense really didn't get anything going this is a reality check the Miami Dolphins game should have been a reality check because they were very bad in that first half it was the, the momentum that they gained in the second half where Dak just felt comfortable. That offensive line got comfortable. And Cabo Ezekiel Elliott came out. Tony Pollard from Memphis came out. And it was easy sailing for the Dallas Cowboys. They didn't have to worry about a thing. The, the defense didn't have to do really much. This week, it's different. This week, you have a team that is fighting for their playoff lives already this part of the season they have to keep afloat till drew Brees comes back the cowboys are on cloud nine right now they're three 0 they're hot who cares if they lose this game they're still good they still got some it's good competition down the road we beat this team last year as long as we can play defensively sound football we'll be fine but you haven't this whole year you you haven't proven to me that this is a top five defense I haven't seen enough. So, to me right now, I'm sorry. I'm picking the Saints. So, I know, hot take, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest Cowboys fan that you'll ever meet because I have a podcast about the Cowboys. And right now, there's about three Cowboys cups on my desk right now. I'm looking at them right now. Shame on me, but I bring the facts, I bring the hot takes. That's why you listen to this podcast. I appreciate you listening to episode 67 of the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. We'll come back on Monday morning, Monday afternoon, and we'll talk about this game. I hope you're as excited as I am because, really, uh, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but every game since the week one win, I've said this is what's going to determine the Cowboy season. And not not based on the wins and losses, but where they are mentally. Where they are as a football team and as a unit, as a culture. Because this is where Chase and Garrett has failed so many times before. It's so many times where, man, they're they're doing great things. Let's see if they can continue that. And hopefully they don't get overconfident. Let's say they don't get over their own heads. And every time, it happens. Every time, it's Chase and Garrett on, on the sad line, clapping, just saying, guys... So we're gonna get there at some point where there's gonna be a play in this game where we're gonna get it back and it never happens you gotta take control jason garrett you gotta take control chris richard you gotta take the chances early kellen moore let's see what happens let's see what happens early on in this game and we'll come back and we'll talk about it on monday i hope you enjoyed this episode of the bubble Lutz sports podcast this has been your boy bubble Luts.